Father's preaching time. Songs have been, song gifts have been given. Lord, we need a word from on high. Now, God, we let and ask that you would let me decrease, that you would increase in me, hide me behind the throne. Let them see your image upon me, hear your voice through me. Let this word fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. So now, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength. Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, amen. Come on, if you love the Lord, come on, let's celebrate him. If he's been good to you, put some weight on something. If he's blessed you this morning to be in the land of the living. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Look at somebody and say, I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm looking for something that only God can give. Y'all just missed that. I'm looking for something today that only God can give. Amen. Amen. Which your manuals of life, if you would turn with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. We're going to jump to verse number 10. If you're able to stand in respect to the word of God, we ask that you would stand. If you have it, shout out amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We got a room for you. And in that passage, you're going to see four, four words that I'm going to repeat. Ye are my witnesses, and the word of God is blessed. You may be seated. Ye are my witnesses. If I could get you, amen, and solicit your participation on this morning. It would be greatly appreciative. Uh, let me first say thank you for all the prayers and concerns and the calls. Um, just to let me know that uh, I was missed on the last week uh, while I was out with family, uh, doing some things with family, but doing something that um, I hadn't been able to do in about two years, and that was doing some fishing. Um, I gratefully and great with much gratitude thank you all for your calls, those that called and extended their love, and even those that blessed me and my family as we traveled uh, safely home and back. Amen. I'm almost like the girl, I think it was Dorothy, that said, There's no place like home. Y'all didn't hear me this morning. There's no place like home. Rockford was home. Colorado is home. Amen. And so there's no place like home to see your loving faces and to see your smiles and to hear your voices. Amen. If you would help me preach on the subject, the topic today, it's time to testify. It's time 
to testify. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, it's time to testify. I see some of y'all still looking at me. I haven't changed. Got a little more gray hair, but I haven't changed totally. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, it's time to testify. Um, yeah, it's time to testify. Uh, to witness, uh, as been described, is when a person who sees an event, um, typically when they see the event, they're one that gives evidence of proof that something has happened. To testify uh, is to serve evidence or to present evidence or proof of something existing. I've noticed that people are very observant when it comes to testifying. I realize that in life there are five things that people recognize even when they enter your house. One of them is the piles of mail that you have in your house. The other thing is the dust and the cobwebs that you have in your house. The other thing is a messy bathroom, as my granny would say, a nasty bathroom. The other thing is dirty dishes. And lastly, uh, bulging waste paper baskets. Those are things that people recognize when they come into your home, your personal and private space. But when it comes to church, there's only one. Um, testifying has changed when it comes to church because people are reluctant to give privileged information amongst other sinners. People are reluctant to disclose their dark secrets in the presence of others. But let me share something with you, my brothers and sisters. Your testimony should not reflect what one thinks of you or the amount of people that surround you. But it should reflect those that are amongst you who have sinned just like you. Y'all done hung up already. It should reflect those that have fallen short of the glory of God, but yet, no, had it not been for the Lord on my side, I'm preaching and you ain't saying nothing already, where would I be that all night and all day there were some angels that kept watch over me? He's been a bridge over troubled water. He's been food when I'm hungry, shelter in the time of storm. Your testimony should reflect some folk that's in your presence, in your environment, in the place we call church. Why? Because everybody has something to testify about. I mean, truth be told, some folk got a testimony so long you can write a book. You can even have a law library. But if you check your faith files, we all got something in common when it comes to testifying. That we all have something to testify about. I mean, you're looking at me cute right now, but can I get somebody to slip up their hands and say, Reverend, after all all I've been through this week, after all I just experienced in the last minute, the last hour and second, 
I got something to testify about. After all they called me, said and did and didn't do, I got something to testify about. Do me one more favor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to testify. It's, it's time to testify. Here, here, here we are in what they call the first book of all the prophets. The major prophet Isaiah. We're in Isaiah chapter 43. And he gives this account of God's grace. And one that is involved in testifying about the goodness of God. The first thing I saw in the text, I'm not going to be before you long because I know we got some Bronco Land fans. And truth be told, some of y'all right now pressing your phone saying, I wish Reverend would hurry up. They're having short sports talk, and I want to get there in time for my beans, my greens, my cornbread, tomatoes, and everything to be done so I can watch the kickoff. Uh, but here it is. The first thing I saw in the text, and it's time to testify. It is getting a little warm in here, ain't it? Uh, watch this. Is that your testimony should be relevant. The text says, right there in the text, he says, uh, uh, you are my witnesses. What can we say about God? What can we identify because of God? He, he has redeemed his people from some places that many people can agree that was roads of destruction, death, and disparity. Uh, if you look at the text, verses 1 through 4 shows us that all of us have been through some moments that will give us a relevant testimony. But here it is. He tells us that we should be a witness. Many don't understand why we should be thankful. But you should be thankful that God created you and then summons you. And then he put you in the manner in which he did. And he allowed you to experience some drowning situations. He allowed you to experience some fiery moments. But the Lord never ceased to show up and show out. Is right there in the text how they experienced all that they had experienced. But yet God was still gracious enough to withstand and show up and give something to people that didn't deserve it. You just missed that. That's a shout. That should make somebody say, I'm glad that my testimony is relevant to who I am, where I am, and what I've been through. Because I know I didn't deserve it. I should have been dead somewhere sleeping in my grave. In fact, I should be in Angela's funeral home wondering when they're going to have my service. But I thank God that he had grace. That's why my testimony is it can become relevant because here it is. I've been through too much to test a lie. Look at somebody say, don't test a lie. Don't, don't test a lie. Here, watch this. He says, we all have been through that. God has never ceased to show up or show out. 2 Timothy 1 and 8 says, be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. How your testimony has become relevant is because you had to go through some stuff to endure what you've endured. 
You had to experience some death moments in order to have something to testify about. Some of y'all done hung up already, but you know you were one step away from dying 15 years ago. But God, somebody looking at me right now, you at the moment of death right now. They done gave you cancer. The doctor done gave up on you. Your bills are due. Rent is due. Your car note is due. You feel like you're dying on the inside. But God! <sighs> Your, your testimony should be relevant. God is getting tired of watered down conversations. He's getting tired of, of wayward actions of the saints. In fact, he wants some people that can testify that God saved me. God can save you. If he done it for me, he can do it for you. In fact, he's tired of some people that's walking weary. He said you shouldn't be weary if you know who I am. That somebody says it's time to testify. Yeah, it's time. It's time to testify. Because here it is. Only you know when he brought you out. Only you know where he brought you from. Only you know why he did it. But let me share something we all got in common. He did it so your worship can be spiritually truthful and not a lie. They that worship him shall worship him in spirit. I'm preaching and some of y'all done hung up in truth. Yeah, yeah, so your testimony needs to be relevant. Stop giving God these watered-down conversations. Some folk don't understand. That's why we got so many water companies. It's too much mess in the water. And that's why we got so many pop-up churches. Because some folk just don't want to go where God really is. Y'all tracking with me this morning. But how many know I would rather be at a place where I know God will show up at least sometime than to be at a place where there is no God. Y'all looking at me funny. You should carry him everywhere you go. So therefore you can say when I came to church, one thing I know is true. God was there. The presence of the Lord is here. Look at somebody say it's time to testify. It's time it's time to testify. While is, while is relevant, watch this, y'all, watch this. Uh, relevancy in your testimony should be reciprocated amongst believers. Isaiah says, when you testify, it should be reciprocated amongst believers. Look at the text. He says, ye are my witnesses. Is that in your Bible? Ye are my witnesses and then Jesus put a stamps on it he said declares the Lord the meaning there there's more than one who can identify with God I get seasick sometime coming to church because I've discovered that Pharisees and Sadducees have Produce themselves in such a magnitude now. They act as though they're the only ones that can identify with God. Y'all tracking with me today? But truth be told, last I checked, the word of God said, let whosoever will come. Which means it don't matter whether I'm a Jew or a Gentile, Pharisee or Sadducee. God is the same for you. He's the same for me. 
And, and see, this is why I get seasick. It's because we have disclosed ourselves of relevancy in the house of worship. We have pushed ourselves to a level that only you understand and God don't even know. Somebody saying God knows everything. You're right. But here it is. He don't know why you would separate yourself when you should be in the presence of like-minded people. Y'all with me? And because, here it is, because God declares it, it says more than one should be willing to reciprocate when you are testifying. If you read, he says, even in chapter 44, he, he, it relates to God and what he has done. He declares it again. And watch this. We as brothers and sisters, we have to share the responsibility of being God's witnesses. But it should be reciprocated, meaning there should be a response amongst believers. Uh, Y'all with me today? The issue has become that we all, and we all can agree with that, that here it is. No one wants to testify when they're going through. Everybody wants to talk about Resurrection Sunday, but nobody wants to talk about Crucifixion Friday. Y'all ain't in this house today. And here it is. Here, here's the question. Do people know God or know what God looks like through your words and example? Or, or let me ask you this. Uh, or do they know that you are a, a weapon of God? Though they don't see, a, see him in the physical sense or don't see him directly, they should see him reflected in you. Can, can I just pause right there because I had a feeling the spirit was going to work with me on this because I didn't write it down. But now it's coming, Mama Neil. I can feel my help coming now. Here it is. The problem has become the reason why churches have become dry, deserted, and de desolated is because there are not enough examples in the church. <clears throat> Watch this. <clears throat> Truth be told, there are not enough reflections of Christ in the church. Now, you didn't hung up now because I endowed your number three times and you still ain't answered. Here it is. God is trying to build up a church that looks like him, that can help people that been through what he been through. You might be fake, phony, and, and fickle, but God said, I need some faithful warriors. I need some fat people, faithful, available, and teachable, but I need some people that can testify what favor looks like. This morning you woke up, that was favor. You drove that car, that was favor. That house you live in, that's favor. I need some people that can really say, this is what God looks like. Amen. Yeah, yeah, there, there. Yeah, there, there. There, there should be example and reflection. Because here it is. David says in Psalm 107, to let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy, those that gather from the east and the west and from the north. So watch this. 
Your soul should rep rep reciprocate the believers that you are in the presence. Watch this. It ought not take for folk to have to pump and prime you for you to respond on the goodness of Jesus. In fact, you ought to look at your neighbor and say, my testimony demands a soul because you once was like I was. In fact, you ought to tell him because of what I've been through, I come to share with you today, baby, you can come through. Look at somebody and say, my demand is a soul. My, my, my testimony demands you to say something. My testimony demands you to shout with me because if you think about what I've been through and remember what you've been through and if you think about what you're going through, when you look back over your life and think about the things, hey, I feel good this morning and how good God has been to you, your soul should cry out, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Look at somebody again and say, I demand a soul in my testimony. Some of y'all going to catch that later on because the Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say, everybody ain't been born with a gold spoon in their mouth. There's been some folk that came up from the gutter to the uttermost. And there's been some folk that can say, Reverend, I was wasn't a nickel, wasn't fit to be a dime. But God shined his grace and mercy. That somebody say, I demand you to say so in my testimony. Yeah, but, but here it is. The second thing I saw in the text is not only is it relevant in that your relevancy should reciprocate amongst believers, but the second thing I saw was that your testimony should be respectful. Text says, and my servant whom I have chosen. So that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Now, now this, this respectful word is an adjective to the common word respect. You res your respect is the action you give for showing admiration to someone. Here's the question. Why is my testimony respectful? And why am I showing or giving so much respect? Because the word just said he chose you. The text says, and my servant whom I have chosen. Listen, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But can I just tell you this? Your testimony is not about you. But it's about the fact that he chose you. Now, now I know it's going to be some folk that's going to argue with what I'm saying. But I want to tell you this. If your testimony was about you, we all know you can get you in a lot of trouble. I wish I had some Dennis the Menaces in the house. But you can't get you out of the trouble that you got you in. I wish y'all ain't tracking with me today. And here it is. Some folks should be testifying instead of testifying and say, Lord, I thank you that you saved me from myself. I was a wretch undone. 
I was about to die, but God, you saw fit to save me from me, not me from me, but you saved me from me. And because of that, I can say, thank you, Jesus. And, and here it is. Here it is. Some folk have got testimony so jacked up in church that the unbeliever don't know when to testify. <clears throat> and here it is. If you read Isaiah. First 40 chapters was all about the trouble they got into. Sadly to say, chapter 42 ended with sorrow. But here it is, chapter 43 sheds how God gives his grace. Y'all just missed that. Chapters 1 through 40. 41, 42 was all about punishment, destruction, and the trouble that you got in. And how God had to show you his power. But here it is, chapter 43. He shows you his mercy. Why am I respectful? Because all through my life, he's been merciful. To get me to where I am today. I'll preach to you over here because some of y'all done hung up over here. All throughout the days of my life. When I was walking with my head down in darkness but it was light on the outside. God shared his mercy. I'll preach to y'all over here because this bunch of huh? Every time I was in places I shouldn't have been. Bullets were flying. Windows was glass. Chairs was flying. God saw fit. I preached to myself, self, all 45 years of your life, when you knew you weren't worthy to live, God saw fit to have mercy on me. Come, come in, Solomon Lamentation says, the steadfast love of the Lord never cease. His mercy never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Titus says he saves us not because of works we've done of righteousness, but according to his own mercy. First Peter says, but you are chosen people of royal priesthood. God has something special for you. That's why he picked you. And that's why your testimony should be grateful and gracious unto God. Because guess what? God went from riches to bumness to change you from rags to riches. Look at somebody and say, I respect him. I respect him for who he is. And if, if I can just Stop right there for 1.2 seconds. If we don't teach our children how to respect God, they're going to keep dying. Y'all ain't tracking. Here it is. To respect him, you got to fear him. And to fear and respect him is to know him. And the word said when you know him, that means you grow into the knowledge of God. And until you come into the unity, then you will become mature. But until then, you'll be immature. That's why you're going through so much. That's why you can't handle when your bills come and your money is funny, your chain is strange. That's why you can't handle the diagnosis of the doctor because we have no respect. 
for God. Somebody shout out, I, I respect him. It's time to testify. Because Isaiah is sharing with us, he says, you don't want to experience what you experienced the many years before you got here. It's time to testify because even in the midst of this pandemic, you got people testifying, not being truthful about how good God is, not being truthful of what they need to do within them own selves. We got people even in the midst of the pandemic that's saying, listen, I can control what's going on. Y'all just missed that. Watch this. Only God's people can control what's going on. Because the word of God said, if my people, help me Holy Ghost, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and do some stuff. You got to get out of your selfish and evil, fickle, sometimes ditty, nasty, nose turned up, act like you better than everybody ways. And then turn and seek his face and humble yourself. He says, and then, somebody say, and then, I'll hear from heaven and heal the land. Somebody shout out, I respect him. You got to change some stuff in your testimony because your testimony is the drawing card for this generation. I used to, when I was coming up some moons ago, because you know I'm young but old, but when I was coming up, you just couldn't act any kind of way in the church. Hello. You couldn't say what you wanted to say to the preacher or even in the church. And I would be a gnat on the cows back in if you talk nasty to the mothers of the church. Nowadays, because the testimony has not been real testimony of a test. We talk to those that have been through a test that can teach us how to pass a test. Y'all ain't tracking with me already. And some folk need to realize the senior saints are put in the church to help you, but the senior saints got to realize you got to be willing to help somebody. He didn't just put it out there for you alone. He said you got to help them too. Help me, Holy Ghost. I'm trying. I'm trying to get to my clothes, y'all, and get up out of here because uh, I don't want you to get tired twice. And here it is, y'all. We, we have to learn to testify because in your testimony, there is some stories about current tests that we are experiencing. It's no coincidence that people are turning to medicated marijuana. That's in your testimony. Because when you were coming up, they were ashamed of telling about marijuana. They just smoked a joint in the backyard. It's no coincidence that people are turning to alcohol instead of 
turning to God. Because here it was, when you were coming up, there was drinking and lying on God. It's no coincidence the children can't read. Because truth be told, you didn't want nobody to tell you how to read when you was coming up. Truth be told, it is no coincidence that Jane is dating Sally. Paul dating David. They was just in the closet when you were coming up. But when we start testifying about true tests and experiences that people are dealing with demonic spirits and behaviors that are not of God, then people can see what God looks like. Because if God reached down in the pits of hell and pulled me out of some mess, how many know it's his amazing grace that can pull you out of your mess? In fact, it was so sweet, I asked him to keep singing it. And for 45 years, he's been singing that sweet old song. And all I can tell him is, guide me over, oh great Jehovah. So, I'm going to get out your way. I'm, I got to stop. I'm, I'm going to stop. I, uh, rejoicing is the last piece of your testify. The rejoicing of your testimony. He has showed us that he can save us. They saw that Jesus could save them. The rejoicing was that the Lord redeemed them from some horrid circumstances and a season of punishment. When he said in the text, the last part of the text, when he says that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he before there was before me, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. See, listen, the Babylonians could testify to this because there was a time when they sought and they, they praised gods, other gods than God. But they realized that God pulled them from some horrid places. And watch this. Everyone could, could, could attest to the fact that we've experienced some prime evil chaos. Some things that have went on in our lives that was chaotic and you knew it was nobody but the enemy trying to take you out. But listen, nobody can save you but God. No man can save you but God. Man cannot make the atonement that God has made to save you and I. The testimony is full of rejoicing because when he went down in the pits of hell to get the keys back, one of those keys belonged to my jail cell. You just missed that. That's your shout right there because some folk are still in jail and don't realize God has already got the key to get you out. All you got to do is come to him. Here it is. You have to understand that in your rejoicing, he says, it's time to testify because then he says, there'll be no other God after me because the Bible says... At the mere name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess. 
The reason why I can rejoice now is because there's never a time and a moment I'm not on my bending knees calling on Jesus. I wish I had some prayer warriors in the house. Reason why. It's time to testify. Testimony has changed in the church because people are not real about knowing God. There was a lady that when she would come to church, the pastor would always let her give her testimony. The people had begun to get disturbed and they would get mad to one day they decided to go and tell the deacons to tell pastor if you let that lady testify one more time we're gonna leave and take our tithes and offering with us and then see how many times he will put her up. Well, the deacons being led by the Lord kept that little secret to themselves because how many know that when you hear from the word of God and the enemy is trying to stop your praise some things are left best unsaid can I get a witness this morning but every Sunday the preacher would let this woman come and give her testimony and what I liked about the story was this woman remind me of the late 80s and the early 90s when they would come into the church house they would give respect to everyone in the house every Sunday y'all didn't hear me this morning every Sunday this woman would get up and put a fan down and move a hat to the side she would say First, giving honor to God, who's the head of my life. She said, I give honor to the pastor. I give honor to all the deacons and all the mothers of the church. Are you trained with me this morning? She said, and to you, my father's children, that make up the house of worship, I give honor to you again. She said, I just want to tell you my testimony. She said, God has been good to me. She said, down through the years, I just want to let you know that God has been good to me. After service, 
They asked to have a meeting because they were so tired of this woman getting up, saying the same thing over and over again. Are you tracking with me this morning? The preacher decided that he was going to meet and hear what they have to say. The first mother stood up. She said, Reverend, I just want you to know I've been a member for over 30 years and I've never seen nothing like this. You got to put an end to all this nonsense. The second woman got up. She said, I served on the pastor's aid committee for the last seven years and I've never seen so much chaos over one woman testifying. The last mother got up. She said, Reverend, I just want to tell you that I'm sorry because I didn't know why you were doing it. But I looked at that mother and now I realize why you let this woman testify. One of the deacons looked at the pastor and he said, Reverend, what do you have to say? He said, the reason why I let her testify because in her testimony, I know she can't lie because what she said, God has been good. I can identify and tell the church that God has been good to me. What I'm trying to tell you, is there anybody here that can testify that God, God, he's been good, he's been good to me. Do me one favor, just look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor it's time to testify. Ask your neighbor, do you want to know why? Because God, God, he's been good. He's been good to me. Is there anybody here that can say, I know he's been good. I know he's been good. Y'all playing with me this morning. If you know he's been good, they said if I couldn't say nothing, I would just... But the reason why I'm testifying how good he is because one Friday he went on the cross called Calvary. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. How many know he hung right there? They squashed blood. Came from the moon. The sun refused to shine. Y'all know what he did. He died. Didn't he die? He hung there from the sixth to the ninth hour. But he did it. Ain't it good? He hung there. They took him down. Put him in the borrowed tomb. He was dead before lunch. He was buried before dinner. But let me tell you why. 
it's time to testify because on that third day he got up he got up y'all ain't hearing me today he got up with power in heaven and earth in his hands I got a question I'm going to ask you giving honor to God who's the head of my life to the preacher the angel of the house to the deacons of the church to the mothers of the mother's ball the ushers on the door to all of you my father's children my testimony is God is good that's my question how many know he's good ain't he good ain't he good do you know him somebody said he's a wheel in the middle of a wheel somebody feel like Jeremiah he's just like fire shut up in my bone but can somebody tell me what is it to you he's been my father when I'm fatherless he's been my mother when I'm motherless he's been food when I'm hungry he's been a shelter in a time of storm he's been a bridge over troubled water my granny say if you know he's been good you ought to tell somebody while the blood is running warm in your vein the reason why I'm testifying because he calls me Andy and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own do me one favor if y'all not too mean if you're not too cute just look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. Let's do it like they did in the old church. Tell them, old neighbor. Ah, neighbor, it's time to testify. Let me tell you why I'm testifying. I wasn't supposed to look this good. After all I've been through, all the stress, all the pain, all the agony, all the sometimes, all the backbiting, all the double tonguing. I wasn't supposed to look this good, but I give honor to God, who's the head of my life. Because God, down through the years, when I think how good he's been, I can tell the world, he's been good. He's been good. I got a question, and I'm in my seat. Ain't he all right? Anybody gonna praise him? Anybody got a testimony? Anybody can say the reason why I stand like I stand? It's because God has been good. My testimony is weeping may endure for a night, but joy, somebody shout out joy. That joy is going to come in the morning. 
do me one more favor. Look at your neighbor real quick. Put your hands on your hips. Let your backbone slip. And tell your neighbor, be not dismayed. Whatever betimes. I want you to do it with me now. Put your hand behind you and say, God will. God will. God will take care of you. Won't he do it? Say yes. Say yes. testify. It's time to testify. 